In order to know virtue, we must first acquaint ourselves with vice. Okay, everybody, and welcome back to Vice. We've had a rocky start, as ever, um, tonight. So we've mm-hmm. had tech failures at uh, times two. Microphone woes. Yeah, I thought I'd be really clever and we'd get another microphone and be all professional, and it just didn't work, so we're back to the one, the old faithful. Um, He's given us plenty of time to get absolutely <laughs> shit <for you>. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. another we're, one. We're about an hour behind schedule, we but are, that's fine. Yeah, we've got this. Another one for a glamorous producer to have to deal with, so we're sorry about that in advance. Um, yeah, I can already picture the skills. Um, okay, so before we dive right in, we have two fabulous guests. Mm-hmm. So standing in for Darcy tonight, we have the spectacular Domino. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice to be here. Thank you. <laughs> another beautiful Scottish inflection. Which we love. And then our unsuspecting guest, unsuspecting, but I'm sure she will give as good as she gets, is Kitty. Hello. Um, got less of a nice Scottish inflection, but it's all about the Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a bit of Glaswegian. Absolutely not. I still don't understand what you guys are saying, obviously, but, you know, we'll make it work. That's Maybe cool. it's a good thing I won't understand what you're saying, Kitty. Yeah. Oh, I, I, reckon, I reckon it could be. I'll dumb it down for you, Tiffany. Just slow it down. Thank you so much. Thank you. And in one single shot, we've alienated all of America. We, we, we did that in Chapter 2, actually. Yeah, we definitely, we managed to um, insult all Americans, yeah. um, which was edited out, so this will also have to be that edited out. <laughs> so we'll just... We, we appreciate this. <laughs> um, and also, Buck managed to alienate half of Scotland, but we edited that as well. So, Buck, you're getting a call out. Nobody will ever hear it, but it is still quite funny. Yeah. On that note, let's dive right into The Garden. Ooh-hoo. It is only by way of pain one arrives at pleasure, said the slightly disturbed Marquis de Sade. If anyone's ever read that, by the way, I wouldn't recommend it. Even I got three chapters, no, not three chapters, two thirds of the way in and had to give up. I'm not going to lie, I was really struggling with how to just pronounce that name. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, if you read their book, you don't need to be able to pronounce their name. On her return from London, as well as the usual tedium, Hunter's work had brought with her an unexpected and pleasant surprise. A feeling of safety. The revelations about him had scared her more than she liked to admit to herself. But being back in her wine dungeon, in the vaults under Edinburgh Southbridge, calmed her bruised soul. Considering the vaults were supposedly haunted, this was perhaps a little ironic. On the other hand, there was something of the dark and the dangerous that had always appealed to Hunter on some visceral level, which was what led her to fall for his dubious charms in the first place. Her wine cellar was the place where she was in complete control. The owner of the cellar lived in France and trusted Hunter to manage the place as she saw fit. So the only person she was accountable to on a daily basis was herself. It also didn't hurt that if things got particularly bad, there was always a chilled bottle of her favourite Merceau on hand. Not Montrachet this time. (laughs) Still don't know what that means. (laughs) Just another very nice French wine. You'd also find it equally disgusting if you don't like Chardonnay, so I'd suggest you steer clear. (laughs) May as well have just, like, blanked out of that whole sentence then. I don't know why she complains about wine. Tiffany's definitely swallowed worse. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually an acquired taste. (laughs) Not a face mask. <laughs> and you complain about my morsel. But my skin is absolutely beautiful, so you got, you got to know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> she does have quite the glow about her this evening. Darcy had also been conspicuous by her presence. Hunter would appear from the stored cellars to find Darcy sitting at one of the tasting tables or perusing the shelves. As busy as she was, and as unpredictable as Hunter knew her shift patterns to be... 
Darcy had visited at least twice a week and had done since their return from London. She always bought some bottle or other, but Hunter knew it was a pretense. She was really just there to check up on her. Tiffany had even popped in on her way back from some sort of agricultural event in the borders. I mean, why do you have to go to these things? I'm honestly such a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like a proper... Were you buying a new horse? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was just checking them all out. Nice. Equestrian life, you That's know. That's it, you know. Try it before you ride it. <laughs> appeals to all parts of life. It does. <laughs> That's going to go in a t-shirt now, too. I don't know. <laughs> if only they sort of presented men like they did horses. They had to run around for a little bit. Well, I mean, you could you could maybe call that naked attraction, but also <laughs> it's a very different scenario than we're picturing, I can only imagine. Oh, I've never seen that, and I don't know if I could bring myself to. It's actually great, but awful, <laughs> all at the same time. I'm sure they make the studio really cold. Oh, to, good God. Yeah. Right, yes. Yeah. I'm sure that's what the guys are all saying. Yes. Yeah. Very cold. Well, there's definitely no attraction there, so no one's, like, hot and flustered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's kind of sad. Okay, you watch it, and mm. then you tell me whether it's sad. Okay, that's my mission after this night. Watch Naked Attraction for my sins. <clears throat> anyway, back to the horses. Um, it was clear that the women were determined to help Hunter get over her crisis in any way that they could. In many ways, London had been the perfect distraction. Hunter had returned feeling partially like her old self again. The same spark of challenge and fire in her, the same sexual desire, but it had been short-lived. As time progressed, the spark had dwindled to barely an ember, and Hunter had found entire days going by without really remembering what had happened. She knew she was selling a lot of wine, she just couldn't have told you what it was. She was also not entirely sure that she hadn't shipped a case of Cote de Rhone instead of Cote de Bone to the University of Edinburgh alumni party. That actually happened to me once. Very embarrassing. You shipped a bottle of Cote de Rhone instead of... A case of Cote de Bone, yeah. I'm sure they loved it. What? If they knew difference. Different regions of France, which I didn't even know at the time. I thought it was just a spelling mistake. No, that's actually a real cup. I thought it was meant to be a funny. (laughs) Hunter realised that she'd been staring at the shelf in front of her for a full 20 minutes and she still hadn't switched the music and the cellar back on, she found. She couldn't even remember which bottle it was that she'd actually gone to look for. I have got to get a fucking grip, she thought. I mean, don't we all think that at least once a day? Twice a day. Mm. Dear Lord. (laughs) She may have wanted to be ready to move on, but deep down she knew it was going to take a lot more time. Until she felt herself completely released from him, she had to get on with the rest of her life. She had to continue to create her own adventures and distance herself from the life that they had shared. She needed distractions. Lots of distractions. London had done the job, but that had been weeks ago now. She needed something new. Something to throw herself into and get completely lost in. What she needed was the garden. A ding, 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 ding. I'm intrigued, but anxious. <laughs> So which, am I about which reading story this chapter. Is this going to remind ah. me of? <laughs> You've been to the garden, haven't you? This is what worries me. I think I have. Let's yeah. keep going. <laughs> I think I'm going to needs to ring for champagne. I think it's champagne, champagne. time. Should we do us? No, no, we can. We'll, we'll edit. We'll edit. I mean, you know. Um, I'm on airplane mode, but um, I can. I'll just message for champagne. Is airplane mode just looking for a way to sneak into the toilets? Or. <laughs> <clears throat> Why is Glasgow always so freaking cold? (laughs) Tiffany complained as the four friends shivered in a seamlessly endless queue outside the club. Everyone was wrapped in enormous coats and their destination was easily deduced by the latex and leather that that peeked out at at ankle and wrist. 
not many. Like in Glasgow, no, there's one. There's a, there's yeah. A, there's a couple where you'd wear weird things, but yeah. depends what you're wearing. No, but I'm just talking about like ankle and wrist. Like normally, there was like the shortest dress. Oh, that's true. It would be ankle. To be fair, it's probably just ankle and wrist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else was covered in leather. Yeah. And to yeah. be fair, there's probably a few prison tags on the ankles. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> beyond my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> probably in the zone. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Excellent. Oh. It will be worth it once we're in. Mm. Hunter assured her friend, blowing warm air into her hands. Oh, I know. I just can't wait. The cold isn't helping, but I'm so excited to see what they have in store for us this time. If Astrid's outfit is anything to go by, it's going to be a pretty spectacular night. Darcy said, nodding in Astrid's direction. Damn straight, Astrid said, slightly muffled. Thank God, Hunter said, as they were finally ushered inside by the unintimidatingly tall man wearing a full latex nun's habit. Intimidatingly. Intimidatingly. It's just because Hunter, it's just because um, Tiffany's not intimidated by any man in latex. (laughs) Obviously. She's I determined. It's not, it's not intimidating. It's not why did intimidating. you have to bring that up? Anyway, you could have just let it pass. As they, as they filed past him, heads bowed in mock reverence. He blessed each of them in turn with the thick wooden crucifix he was holding. The club, if you could call it that, was an ad hoc arrangement in a di- disused warehouse somewhere on the outskirts of Glasgow. While many, many people would undoubtedly view this as a seedy or disgusting to Hunter, it was absolutely glorious. She had never seen so many perverts, or such a variety of fetishes and proclivities. Well done. In one place. You should go to A&E on a Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) Where, Where am I? Oh, no, yeah. So she had never seen so many perverts. I've already said this. Nice. Every gender and sexual orientation were represented in the glorious technicolor, strapping six-foot bodybuilders in head-to-toe rubber being led around on leashes by weedy, pale Scottish accountants in tutus. <laughs> Latex, leather, and PVC, body glitter, and feathers, and some quite spectacular and painful-looking piercings. I do feel like this is where the tartan nipples should come in. Yes, yes. <laughs> we haven't mentioned the tartan, actually. Yeah. No, we Scotland not very represented. Mm. I don't think there's enough room to have tartan <laughs> in this scenario. <laughs> there seems to be so many fabrics and... Textures. textures <laughs> in the dark, you ought to feel where you're going. Yeah. That was even more wonder... No. What was even more wonderful was the simple joy in the faces of the participants. This arena lacked the raw intensity of the Libertine Society, but it well, obviously because it's in Glasgow and not London. Um, but it seemed altogether Aww. gentler and more accepting. You could express it here with no fear or judgment or reprisal. Unlike this podcast where you're getting judged. <laughs> and every, single, every single sentence and every single word. Hunter had come dressed for burlesque in her pride and joy, a genuine vintage Las Vegas showgirl outfit that had once been worn on stage by Lisa Malouf. The detailing was exquisite. The bodice... <laughs> nice. <laughs> Go back. ...was comprised of thousands of Swarovski crystals woven into mesh that sparkled on the skin like miniature fireworks. The rich ostrich feather train made her look like she was floating on marshmallow cream. Hunter had opted to leave the headless headdress at home tonight, and she was freer to enjoy the delights on offer. Those headdresses were heavier than they looked. Headdresses or not, however, Hunter was radiant. 
Standing beneath the faux chandeliers and mock Moulin Rouge decor, she looked like a divine bird of paradise, profoundly happy in its gilded cage. Some of the more <laughs> outlandish outfits were pretty shocking. Take Astrid, for example, who is currently busting moves on the dance floor while wearing a life-size leather horse's head. The silken black mane of which stood proudly like a Roman Legionnaire? legionnaire's helmet. This feat was made even more impressive by, well, her feet, which had been forced into ballerina points by the pair of hooves she had, had custom-made for the occasion. I actually, like, I don't know what I'm reading. Like, no, I love it. becoming even more... You've like, not what? got to this part in the book, have you? So I've seen this, this outfit. This is real. Yeah, so bad. Yeah. yeah. I know exactly where we saw this outfit. Yeah. <laughs> And it's when you're tip. I can't. I cannot do ballerina points, but obviously some people can. And then you're tip forward, so you're standing on nothing. There's no stiletto heel. There's nothing. There's air. Yeah. But you're so balanced yeah. that your heels are so up that you are like forward. It's crazy. And you gallop like a pony. Yes. Pony play. Pony play. Exactly. I, I feel like I've I come like off the cowgate in Edinburgh until <laughs> I've no idea what's happening. And pony play in the cowgate, not a million miles away. <laughs> well, I, there, I mean, there's a certain art to high heels on the cowgate. It's all cobbles. Yeah. Like, you freaking bastard. Bastard shoes. Oh, yeah. Horses. <laughs> mm. I, I mean, Jesus. I feel like, I feel like uh, Hunter, you've said, oh, yeah, I've seen this outfit. I'm pretty sure I remember you trying that outfit on. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't, I can't do the From heels. the seat owner. I just tip yeah. over. Yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. you ran for the taxi in the country. <laughs> Girl, she knows. Yeah, I can get there. I just, you know, I need a stiletto to balance on. So actually, this is relevant. By rights, the hoof should have been supported by a pair of enormous heels. Well, that's the cowgate on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. Yes. And Domino's there and her trainers being like the youth of today. <laughs> that's cowgate on a Tuesday. But where there should have been heel there was only space. What kept Astrid uptight was some killer core strength and quite spectacular work of physics, which would probably not exactly what Newton had had in mind when he formulated in his laws of gravity and motion. The costume was finished off with one of the tightest black bodysuits Hunter had ever seen. How Astrid was going to compete in the pole dance competition whilst wearing the ensemble was anyone's guess. Are you showing everybody the... I am, yeah. I am showing the actual picture. Can I see it? I'm not sure how to feel. I know I'm on point for reading, but... Yeah. No, it's fine. You can, you can show me. Wow. Yeah. I feel like those hooves aren't as high as... No, they're not as high. Like, no, no, no. I had, like, a narrower, like, point... I feel like everyone Imagined. listening to this. Yeah. yeah, I feel like everyone listening to this podcast right now is probably. I mean, to turn their safe search. I'll post. I'll post a picture on I, Instagram. I would, but also the, the crotch donished. here suggests this is probably quite a tall man. So yeah. I think it's all your. Feet but I don't know. Like, yeah. look at the bottom, like the arms, and like that's yeah. very. Imagine the penis that gives it away. <laughs> oh, well, uh, we are in the garden. <laughs> you never. We're in the garden. You never yes. know. Slash cow. I mean, she's. So the overall erotic effect of the place was only slightly spoiled by somewhat shabby gentlemen dressed in only lace-up leather vest and wanking sadly by the corner of the bar. <laughs> There's always one dickhead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think was going to have I'm glad, I'm glad you read that though, because I read that as walking sadly by the corner of the bar. And I thought initially you'd misread it, and I was like, no, that's no, no, she's, she's, she's on a roll. She's, 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 she's on a roll. This is where I, this is where oh. I know my shit. <laughs> the, the 
sad men wanking in the corner of a bar. <laughs> Tiffany's all over it. Well, I know the difference between wanking and walking. That's all <laughs> and that's why you're allowed out in public. <laughs> and Kitty, on the other hand. Hey. What you do in the privacy of your own home only ends up in 80 10% of the time. <laughs> on a Friday or Saturday. If you, if you end up in an 80 in Scotland, just it. ask for Kitty. You get 10% off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the NHS is free, but I do take Kitty. Hashtag so warm our hands up for you. Tips, don't put it up your arms. No. Yeah. Yeah. Tips, just buy don't. one. Buy one with a handle. Don't lose the handle. <laughs> buy one with a handle. Date somebody with longer fingers. I don't know. <laughs> um, are you joking? Hunter said. Her lip curled in distaste. He can go do that at home watching porn. Doing that here is just creepy. He's clearly getting off on someone in this room. And they are none the wiser. He probably owns the place. No. Or he snuck in. Yeah. Yeah. Snuck in. Despite this, Tiffany couldn't help but feel just a teensy bit sorry for the old fella. But then she had a heart big enough for even the saddest of individuals. At least he's happy, she says. Well, yeah, he fucking is now. (laughs) Yeah, well, I just hope he's not, I just hope it's not us he's finding pleasure in, Darcy said. I don't know. I take it as a compliment. <laughs> At this stage of our lives, we probably yeah. need to take that as a compliment. I know. Speak for yourself. I mean, somebody wanking over you in a bar. I mean, I'll take that. As a <laughs> better than no one wanking over you in a bar. I, I mean, it's better than your experience in the gym. So. <laughs> People used to look at me. Now they don't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, that's because you're holding dildos in both hands and they're not yours. So you're yeah. heavy, man. Yeah. Cheaper than cheaper than weights. Um. <laughs> cheaper than weights. Dear God. Suddenly, the look of pity vanished from Tiffany's face. I hadn't thought of that, she said. Then, as an afterthought, yuck. Hunter burst out laughing. No need to worry, Tiff. His focus is on the gimp mask crowd over by the medical instruments. Which, let's face it, it's a worry in itself. What are you talking about? Darcy asked. Hunter gave an involuntary shudder. I can't understand how any woman who has suffered the indignity of a smear test would ever, ever want to submit to the same again for pleasure's sake. Ladies, get your smear test. It's very important. I I'll love this announcement. Yeah, also this, this chapter is <laughs> by complete coincidence. I finally managed to get Kitty here, and it just happens to be the All medical, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock it till you've tried it, Tiffany said. She was definitely into more serious hardware than Hunter. Hardware. Where Hunter preferred the delicate and elegant, Tiffany preferred the industrial and obvious. Hunter had often teased her that this was the difference between the British class and Tiffany's American brass. (laughs) Too right, girl. (laughs) So what are you here for, if not that? Darcy asked with a nod towards the sex doctors, who were squatting and prodding, happy as clams behind the slightly sinister hospital curtain. I am here to forget, Hunter said. To get lost, to indulge, so anything, really, though I won't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Tiffany, gave a t- Tiffany, Tiffany gave a teasing smile. All right, meatloaf, can the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> I had to add that. Hunter rolled her eyes. She had to <gasps> smile. Ha ha. Oh, shit. <gasps> oh! <laughs> Sorry, the cat just came And in. once again, the cat's interrupted oh. us. <laughs> Tiffany reached over, gave Hunter's shoulder a gentle squeeze. You know, I'm only joking. It's just hard to know what to say when you're looking so... Sad? I am? Tiffany nodded, her face steeped in sympathy. He... He really got to you, didn't he? 
Hunter looked miserably to the ground. He did. I have no idea how to let it get so f- I, I have no idea how I let it get so far so fast. I mean, we only saw each other a handful of times. But it wasn't like you were meeting up for a spot of coffee, Darcy pointed out. Your times together were completely intense. I know, you're right. There's, these sort of arrangements speed everything up somehow. All of your emotions and vulnerabilities. I'm normally better at keeping a barrier up. Keeping a little bit of myself separate. I don't know what happened. I just gave him everything. I know, honey. But maybe that's what made it so amazing. And you'll always have that. Even after, you know, Tiffany trailed off smiling. Well, Darcy said, on a slightly happier note, there's a guy over there who can't seem to take his eyes off you, and he's standing next to some pretty impressive hardware. Hunter turned to look at the man in question. He was definitely attractive, tall and muscled, with a, st- with a sweep of blonde hair and cocky smile that promised all manner of in- illicit pleasures. Right, she said, that's it. Time to get a bloody grip. Time to forget about him and the whole sordid situation once and for all. She fluffed her hair and fanned out her feather train. I'll go and introduce myself. <laughs> you go, girl. If you grab up yourself, I'll tell her you're gonna love <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> that was actually quite emotional. Yeah. I felt that. Have you ever had the pleasure of a St. Andrew's Cross before? He inquired, licking his full lips. Why do I know what all these things are? Why am I friends with you? <laughs> None of this is a mystery, but oh, yeah, I've seen that. Like, what? What's but where have you life? seen it? That's Don't important. Part. That's why you're friends on. with We're friends with you because of the anecdotes about the things up the arse, and you're friends with me because of this. Yeah, I know what this is. <laughs> he slid the suede flogger from the belt loop of his leather trousers, which were the only item of clothing that he was wearing. <laughs> the sinews of his forearms shifted as he gripped the flogger tight and ran thick leather falls through his fingers, all the while holding Hunter's gaze with his piercing blue eyes. Where are ostrich feathers at this point? I feel like you should get a job doing this for OnlyFans, just just telling dirty stories. That's a good voice. Thank you. (laughs) Hunter had never been on a St Andrew's Cross before. Bullshit. (laughs) She's calling it now. Calling it. Hunter couldn't remember being in a St Andrew's class before. Anyway. But it oh. looked like the perfect way to lose yourself for an evening. So to forget, to forget, there you go. <laughs> to forget the pain. Forget the pain and distra- distract herself in pleasure. The cross to the initiated. Initiated. Tiff. Un- uninitiated. <laughs> the cross. Rapper. It doesn't matter! <laughs> Just people just buy the book, read it yeah. yourself. That's it. Exactly <laughs> right. Basically, this is what we're this is what we're here for. Buy the book. Yeah. If we don't if we don't say it properly, then just buy the book. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a marketing point. <laughs> the cross to the uninitiated looked a bit like a large wooden crucifix, but while it was certainly large enough to crucify a person on, oh. the real purpose was far more pleasurable. Rather than being placed in a T-shape, it rested on two legs and an X. And rather than being attached to it by nails, the victim would spread eagled and tied up by their wrist and ankles, usually with leather straps. What happened from there depended entirely on the participant's imagination. Are you interested? He pursued, as Hunter looked over hungrily. God, yes, she breathed. Do your worst. She has to take her ostrich feathers off. They're going to get flayed. 
<laughs> just can't work out the logistics of where her train's going. Sorry. The leather straps were heavy and insistent against her wrists and ankles and made any movement almost impossible. The smell of the leather was reminiscent of the twist of smoke through the privileged air of an old boys' club. She was losing herself in the sensations already. She wanted to feel and not to think. Take the mental pain away by inflicting the very edge of pain on her body. The French called it La, dou- La, dou- La douleur exquise. Oui, oui. That's fucking Merci. Uh, gracias. What do I mean to say? Perfect. I said perfect, right? The exquisite pain, and it really was. There was many more extreme variations. She knew they had already walked past a room full of medical equipment that Darcy had legitimately wanted to go in and sterilise. She's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> but, after the revelations about him, Hunter was determined to play things a little more gently for now. The man with the suede cat on nine tails was taking it easy on her, she knew. To be fair, the poor chap had only just met. They'd only just met, and consent was everything at these events. Hunter knew that he would not want to overstep. She winked at him and said, I'm a big girl, gorgeous, and I can take a lot more than that. That's in the Scottish accent, it's just the best. <laughs> I'm a big girl, gorgeous, <laughs> and I can take a lot more of that. Like... <laughs> Hey, he's just the best. Like, he's just the best. Girl, come party with me a bit more. I'll introduce you to some cool people. As you wish. She said. I'm sure, I'm sure the hen's been edited out. Uh, as you wish. As you wish. If it was in Glasgow, it would probably be like, he's a swatchy or fanny. <laughs> Jesus Christ oh. almighty, I was wondering where you were going with that there. In the county. Like, I was like, there's somebody called Swatching. I know! <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the same women shouting every club. It, wa- it, wa- it, wasn't, it wasn't still game. It was the one that she did before. Was it Tune the Fat? Mm-hmm. Tune the Fat. you funny. Oh, that's just a really cool And that is just <laughs> exactly precisely <laughs> that. Swatching your funny. Horrible, isn't it? I love Glasgow more than anything, but... I mean, something I mean it, so goes, wrong. it goes along with those other classic chat lines of nice legs, hen, what time do they open? Midnight? Or it's Asta legs, open 24 hours. <laughs> Asta legs! Oh uh, there you go. Oh dear. Welcome to Scotland for our <laughs> international listeners from Barbados! Shout out to the one person who's streaming from Barbados. We love you, whoever you are. We have one fan in Barbados. I think you probably got here by mistake, but still, thank you. Uh, <laughs> like, back. Like, here she's like, I just meant to download Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, I just <laughs> and now I have these like, mental Scots talking to me. Thank I, you, Barbados. I'm Poland. Why I think Poland? we should be sponsored by the Scottish Tourist Board. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to come and eat haggis. Hear, hear the local chants. Yeah, go home with your tart and nipples. Go to, go to the garden. Yeah, so, get your nipples tattooed. Yeah, 24-7 after. That's it. Go to the NHS, get seen to by Kitty, you know. That's it. Oh, yeah, do you know what? It's actually it's a really good marketing spiel for the NHS, this podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's about as good as they're going to get, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, that's true. Oh, it's probably it's the freest thing at yeah. this point. I don't know how much I charge privately to remove a, to remove a dildo. 
I don't know, probably like what, 50% of the cost of the dildo? I'd make a fortune. Friends, friends, and family. Do you know if you're allowed to friends keep it after? You could sell it off. Oh, good lord. Why don't you sterilise it? What was the consent process starts with, well, it was my birthday? <laughs> <laughs> you could turn them into display. Everything you've removed from rectums over the past, like, you know. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to draw the line there. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> no, but like, things that's sterile. You know, you could have them on like a wall display. I mean, as professional as I am, the words, what the fuck is that, <laughs> have left my lips. <gasps> with what, 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 what was it? What's the worst? I don't know. What's the worst I thing? I think a very, very deconstructed apple. I don't oh. know the <gasps> An apple? Do you think it was some sort of fruit? Of all the things I thought you were going to say. No. And just been there longer than you claimed. I don't know. I mean, there's far more phallic groceries <laughs> than an apple. Well, I have seen. My favourite was a carrot. And um, the, young, the poor young girl that came in, I was looking at the x-ray and I said to her, is that carved? And she just went beetroot. And it turned out it had been carved very intricately by one of their friends who was an art student. And it was this beautiful penis with veins and oh. like a foreskin. And it was, it was circumcised for the Americans. It was this beautiful, beautifully carved carrot. And essentially somebody at a party had sat and carved a carrot into this like amazing veiny penis. Can we get them on this podcast? Drunk and chased them with it and all got carried away. So she'd put oh. in the boyfriend's bum? No, it was in hers. Oh, no, he'd put um, in her But you could see on the x-ray, it was so beautifully carved. I was like, that, that looks... You sure that's not a dildo? She's yeah. like, no, it's a carrot. I was like, is that carved? And she just went beetroot. She was like, yeah, it is carved. <laughs> but to be fair, it came out of its own, so... <laughs> For the next challenge, send us your photos of a well-carved carrot. Oh, yes, do! <laughs> actually, spot on! Thank you, Kitty. Pre-use. Hashtag... Yes, Vice the podcast. Hashtag Vice the podcast. <laughs> Anything else? Exquisitely carved carrot. Exquisitely carved carrot. Yeah, so our producer's not here. She's normally on it with this stuff. Yeah, she's um, not Because I have her. no idea. I think she'll edit this one out. <laughs> Exquisitely carved Please carrot. <laughs> and as an ode to hunt, as an ode to um, Tiffany, spell exquisitely any way you like. <laughs> <laughs> but this, I remember people having to do this on my second hand do in Las Vegas. They were biting bits of cucumber to make them into penises. So we were. Yeah. yeah. My sister did an amazing. Yes, she fucking did. So impressive. Yeah. What happened to the cucumbers? Well, we didn't do anything. I mean, we were flying. Well, it's not going to bring that, them back in your luggage. Well, I know, but we know whose room that was in. So where did they go? <laughs> was this like a, like a, it's like a challenge, like done professionally or? No, everybody. No, was, we were just drunk and chewing. You weren't allowed to use you your just, hands. Yeah. You had to use your teeth to carve oh, a cucumber. So you, you just bought cucumbers. Yeah. And weirdly, oh. toothpicks. I was blindfolded. I had to hold them and work out who'd carved them. Yeah, you ah. carved each yeah. cucumber. I think I was... Very good. I was <laughs> good. Uh, it was my sister's, who's never won't say out loud. Oh, Not wow. the one you're thinking but of. But she'd also done... done. You had to, the pin, had to pin balloons to each other and, like, try and pop, pop the balloons, oh, but yeah. she bought very high-quality balloons. <laughs> <laughs> and I swear to God, there was, was, like, lungs puncturing <laughs> before those balloons were going. There was people bouncing off the wall. Ricocheting off the like, Vegas hotel windows where they were going to just catapult into the desert. I know. Oh, it's like, literally, it's like, almost like, lie down, and you're, like, piling on, and yeah. the balloons still were bursting. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I think being hog-tied in the rabbit pose is a, is a risk. <laughs> I burst in a balloon. Take to your knickers. <laughs> oh. You're going to play that game. Buy cheap balloons. Cheap balloons. Yes. Ask them. <laughs> and if you need them made into animals, but that's another story. Twenty four seven. No, they're quality balloons. <laughs> By this <Thanks>. point, <laughs> girls, 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 girls. By this point. 
As was common at this kind of event, a small crowd of appreciative onlookers had begun to form. Hopefully not the wanking man. Yeah. Oh, I think he was front of the line. <laughs> this was fine by Hunter, though. Let them look. Let them imagine. The man began by stroking the tail of the whips all over her body, from one ankle to the opposite wrist, and then he repeated the same motion down the other side. This awoke her skin to the stronger sensations to come. She was clearly an expert in the use of the implement and handled it with easy grace. Once he had aroused her sufficiently, he brought the lash down suddenly onto the wood, just to the right of her face, made her gasp in surprise, and instinctively she pulled on her restraints. What a delightful fright he had given her. Clever boy. The shock had even brought a few gasps from the fascinated audience. The next lash connected with her upper thigh, the sting sent a surge of pleasure through her and forced a gasp, a gasp from her lips and a wetness from her centre. Before she had recovered, she, he had cracked the whip again, this time against the inside of her thigh. She thought she could see how much he was delighting in toying with her. She, in turn, was delighting in the release the physical sensation brought, brought her. She thought of nothing except when the next lash would fall. The crowd looked on appreciatively. Hunter slowly slid into the sensations of anticipation and shock as she closed her eyes and surrendered to her tormentor's darkest desires. Mm -hmm. Nicely done, Domino. I swear you have a career on OnlyFans. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Sometime later, not long after the end of Hunter's impromptu BDSM show... Astrid found Darcy standing contentedly by the centre bar. Darcy was sipping some surprisingly good champagne from a goblet-styled flute. Also found in a rectum. <laughs> just have to say, most things are rude. Glass. Yeah. Glass. <gasps> oh, yeah. It's so dangerous. It doesn't break, and then the issue is you try not to break it on the way out. Oh, it just doesn't break. God. Light bulbs, light bulbs. Who puts light bulbs on there? Oh, my God! They, but, always, they always break. No! If they break, that's like You've this. got to be ju- like, like a light bulb. Yeah. What type of light bulb? Like the long ones? Or the... Um, <laughs> we're all looking up. How much fancy? Yeah. Fucking we fancy love hearts on like, the inside. Like energy <laughs> saving bulbs. Light bulbs. Or tennis balls. <laughs> perfume bottles. Deodorant bottles. Tennis balls. Just essentially nothing that's made to go there. So good advert for the people that Please, make it. Yes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. If you buy one that's made to go there, it's probably not going to get stuck. Yeah. Lilo, love honey. And Summers, who else does these things? Anybody? I mean, I have I removed some gigantic things with big flanges, but I think that's more about people's state of relaxation than the actual quality of the product. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's not their fault. Yeah, like, so, yeah. But light bulbs are a no. We did, that's we did right and now. Light bulbs yeah. are a no. Light bulbs are a no. But also that's thin glass, right? That's yeah. like... <gasps> how do you even get the glass out? You don't really. Oh, oh my God. Because at that point, is it just... Oh, I tend to just be like, oh, what am I going to do with this? Um, yeah. So but, but what do you do? Usually just keep them asleep and then just try and protect it all and sort of try and winkle it out. Winkle! Winkle it out. Winkle! <laughs> what a job. Like, it's just, yeah. That said, five A-levels, kids. Five A-levels. If you work hard, you too can be winkling glass out of people's rectums at three o'clock in the morning. Five or you level. could just put a wet paper towel on it. <laughs> you don't need five... Hires for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, good God. Can we please job swap? <laughs> I don't, I genuinely don't know if I can do your job. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the 
great I drop it I could never do yours I think your job's really hard I think your job's ridiculous my favourite game that I'm not sure I should admit but I'm quite a lot of glass in now is when <laughs> it's when you play the game of what colour is it love so this everybody in you guys this is in the next you book you play that with so, so, so you know disclaimer you always check that the sex was consensual so always make sure that the people are safe and then you play the game with the colour, is it? <laughs> and everybody in theatre guesses a colour and puts a pound in, and whoever's right wins all the money. Brown's not allowed. They're always brown. What colour's on me, that? Oh! Oh, that's, that's Stephanie out, so she's not coming back. She's literally running over the hills. Pink, purple, blue, I guess. Blue, I don't know. Black, I suppose, but a bit sinister. You see loads of black ones. I've not seen a black one in ages. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> out of fashion, I don't know. I don't know if it would just be, I don't know, out of fashion. Supply issues, black latex is not Once you go black, you don't go back unless it's a dildo and then you go blue or brown. I don't know. <laughs> Purple sparkles. Sparkle. That big diamond one was my favourite though. Just like, it's stuck, but it's not stuck. I can see the diamond. Um. <clears throat> so wait, the diamond? You so, can see the diamond. But the flan, like the sort of. Everything the, was inside apart from the diamond. A diamond. So, ah, so they somehow managed to get it in. And then it just... This is the suction. Again, I'm doing hand movements. This is great No, I think he just needed to pull it a bit harder. I think he genuinely came into uni for absolutely no reason. Oh, God. I was like, just pull it out. But surely at that point, you're so embarrassed. Like, like nothing to be embarrassed if it's up your ass. Go to uni. Be safe. But still, at that oh, point, you're going to do it yourself before you, you know... Yeah, I don't think he even tried. Yeah. <laughs> His girlfriend had gone to work. I reckon she would have pulled it out. His girlfriend had gone to chief. was like, oh, I can't be arsed with this. Ooh. Literally. I'm just going to go I don't know if she knew very much intended. I think she probably assumed he'd pulled it out. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Um, so, Darcy was sipping some surprisingly champagne from a goblet staff. Looked more relaxed than she had been in months. Astrid, meanwhile, had only just returned from the stage, having put in a stunning performance on the pole only a few minutes earlier. Divested of her horse's head, she was now shaking out her hair into its signature black spikes and checking her smudged eye makeup in the hand mirror. It's nice to see Tiffany enjoying herself, Darcy said with a smile. Astrid turned to see Tiffany stroking the arm of a gorgeous raven-haired girl, wearing a PVC corset and matching hot pants and stunning indigo. Oh my god, she said, that girl is magnificent. Astrid, that magnificent girl has a penis. <gasps> what? Astrid leaned forward, squinting her eyes to get a better look at the girl's hot pants. Are you sure? she asked. Darcy laughed. I'm a doctor. I know what a penis looks like. <laughs> oh my god, just look, will you? It's fairly bloody obvious. It really was. God, that's wild, Astrid said. Do you think Tiffany knows? Well, considering Tiffany currently has her hand gripped around it, I'm gonna go with, yeah, she knows. Astrid grinned mischievously. Wow, well, I knew she liked girls too. Hey, maybe this is the perfect person for her. Well, she better be careful. Why? Astrid asked. Because of Richard. He loves it when Tiffany brings girls home. Yeah, but Richard's at least 50. He may be liberal, but he's still from a different generation. And besides, he might not like Tiffany having fun with another penis. Astrid looked stunned. I never thought of that, she said. Darcy tried to hide her smile. Astrid's assumption that everyone was as accepting of other people's proclivities was as endearing as it was misguided. Well, that's Tiffany accounted for, Astrid said. Where's Hunter? Darcy grinned. Over there, getting a foot massage from someone who clearly has a fetish. Astrid turned to see her friend, who was evidently having a wonderful evening. She was lying back in a chaise long, ostrich feather tail fanned out behind her, as a man delicately removed her sparkling bejeweled stiletto and ran his tongue along her toes with very obvious delight. Wow, 
If I'd known that this is what people with foot fetishes enjoy, I'd have found myself one a long time ago, Astrid said. Hmm, I wouldn't, Darcy said. Do you know the kind of bacteria that are on the soles of your feet? <laughs> and that's before you spend the night at a fetish club. <laughs> oh, Darcy, Astrid laughed. What would we do without you? But in the nicest possible way. I mean, like, I will happily remove anything from a rectum, but see when people come in with belly button fluff, it makes me gag. <laughs> I really can't cope. I'm just like, yeah, you were having fun, it got stuck there, fine. Clean your fucking belly button. <laughs> I mean, shower, you know. Everyone gets carried away. Fucking belly <laughs> I love the just differentials and standards. It's so I funny. Oh. Epic. <clears throat> oh, Darcy. Astrid laughed. What would we do without you? Hunter's obviously not too worried. She's not alone with a foot in her mouth, dummy. Darcy replied good-naturedly. Both women turned to see the man take as much of Hunter's foot in his mouth as he could and suck with obvious appreciation. Hunter caught their eye and waved. She looked like a peacock queen. After peacock queen. Peacock queen. Hashtag peacock queen. After her ministration. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you can be a queen. Peahens are female. Peahen, thank you. You can be a peacock queen. That's fine. Look at me being all old and out of touch. <laughs> Do you like bird watching now? Is that <laughs> <laughs> I like boys can be queens. I just feel bad now. I feel like I was really judgmental there. <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be. Be whatever you want. Whatever they can be queens. <laughs> just tell me your pronouns. I'm old and confused. Old and confused. Sorry, did you actually go, oh no, I'm just really No, you can swear on this podcast, I feel. God. Yeah, that's the other thing I really like. When Scottish people swear, swear, swear. <laughs> it's like when, when, when an English person swears it's an opinion, when a Scottish person swears it's a fact. Yes! If I call you a wanker, you're a wanker. <laughs> I, know, I reckon when Scottish people swear it's just punctuation. <laughs> yeah, just to accentuate an adjective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's actually so true. It's taught in schools. <laughs> I think we wore face masks for all the pandemic in schools. <laughs> under her breath oh <laughs> right I am bringing it home I promise the people who've been listening to this going when is it ending um, um foot in the mouth yes okay Hunter uh, Peacock Queen we've done that after her ministrations on the cross this was the perfect way to wind down she sipped her martini and felt the electrifying sting from the tongue of the lash recede from her skin she knew most of the marks would be gone by the morning she had never been into hardcore branding but she hoped that some would remain a secret reminder of a perfect evening to get her through the inevitable boredom of another day of work in the wine cellar. She often fantasised turning the place into her own little dungeon when she was down there selecting a particular bottle of Bordeaux, slitting her wrists through the metal bottle holders and having someone take her right there and then pinned amongst the bottles. Hunter smiled at the fantasy and slid her hand between her legs, ready to increase her enjoyment to its conclusion. The man caught her wrist and smiled. He kissed her palm and laid her arm back across the chaise. He then slid further up between her legs, letting her feet drop either side of him, and rolled Hunter's crystal thong to the floor. He bent his head to her and began to explore every crease and fold. Hunter moaned. He increased his rhythm and flicked his tongue over her most sensitive spot. Hunter could feel her orgasm building. The old school page tone. Mm-hmm. Well timed. It was then that Hunter's mind returned to him. She cursed herself. I know. Trying to shake him from her thoughts. But it was no use. 
It was him that she wished for at this particular moment of ecstasy. With every lick, caress and nibble, she pictured him, his powerful shoulders forcing her legs apart with his arms beneath her. And when she came, throatily, abandoning herself to the sensations that powered through her body, it was him that she saw. Fucking man. I know. I do love that bit. <laughs> it's very tastefully... It's very tastefully done. <laughs> That to get over someone, get under someone else. Exactly. Yeah. Cheers! We hope you've enjoyed the latest chapter of Ice. If so, buy the book where even more will be revealed. But also get in touch and follow us into our world of debauchery on Instagram at Vice the Podcast. Or find me on Facebook and online at terrystewartauthor.com. Until next time.